Hey, this is Jeremiah Latimo, and this is Gates of Perception. The totality of the universe is it's just perception. And uh, it's how we perceive things. And uh, there are no facts, only interpretations. The, the psychical events are facts, are realities. And when you observe the stream of images within, you observe an aspect of the world, of the world within. And so, you see, the man who is going by the external world, by the influences of the external world, say, society or perceptions, sense perceptions, thinks that he, he is more valid. Don't relate yourself to any person, anything, any idea. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is not your first time, thank you. Thank you so much for supporting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being a part of this conversation today. So if you haven't seen some of the things I post online, on my Instagram, on my TikTok, or just some of the things I tweet about, my work is heavily focused around men's transformation so i am a transformation coach i work with women as well but i work with a lot of men on helping them transform how they show up in relation to the feminine how they embody their unique expression of masculinity so a lot of the episodes even this one will be directly focused to men and also focused to women because a lot of my episodes, I'm speaking to men directly, but I'm also, there are parts of the conversation where I'm speaking to women and and encouraging them to raise the bar. So this is another one of those episodes. So in this conversation today, I really want to expand the definition of what it means to be a provider and what it means to be a protector. I trust anyone listening at the end of the episode can see the restrictions and the limitations we place on each other and how we can expand those limits, how we can expand those restrictions so that we rise to a deeper form of intimacy that we all deeply crave inside. So when we think of a provider and we think of a protector, right, there is this image of somebody protecting a woman from danger, protecting a woman from harm, protecting her from physical harm. And then when we think of a provider, we think of men that financially provide, that take on a lot of the financial responsibility, that support women in being stay-at-home wives or stay-at-home girlfriends, whatever it may be. A lot of what it means to be a provider is directly associated with financial support and financial stability. And today I want to continue to expand what that means. So... For me, in light of my relationship, in light of my own maturation, when I think of physical protection, and I only think of it from the context of protecting my partner physically, I then think of a prehistoric time. I think of an ancient world where that was probably the biggest form of love I could extend to my partner. So if I'm in a 
cave. I live in part of the world that isn't really developed, right? Let's say this is 500 BC or something, right? And there's always external threats. There's always external danger. There is a uh, woolly mammoth. There is a saber-toothed tiger, right? There is a lion. There is all of these different predators. There's all these different animals. There's all these different threats, these external threats that could come and harm my family, harm my partner at any given moment. So as that protector, as that man of the house, right, I'm my primary duty is to make sure that my family is safe. And my partner receives that as the greatest, greatest expression of my love. Because I'm willing to die for my family. Because I'm saying that if any threat comes, I will defend you. I will protect you with my life. So from that place, from that context of experience, I'm embodying the highest expression of masculinity. I have all the courage. I have all the strength. I have all the certainty. I'm analyzing the situation. I'm paying attention to sounds. I'm paying attention to the sounds of the birds and the movement of the stars to know like, okay, at this certain season, this happens in nature and all of these things. I'm constantly paying attention and I'm using all of my masculine qualities to protect those I love. That's really what I think of when I put protector with just physical protection that's the world and that's the time that i think of even being a provider i think of i still think of a prehistoric time where women literally couldn't work there was nothing there there wasn't much that they could do to actually support the household so men would go out and work men would go out and plow the fields men would go out and you know gather food or whatever it is and come back home go out for long days and from that place, they would come back home and bring the food back for the wife to cook. They would have long, stressful days where they were the only ones that could really work, right? The only ones that could really bring, they, they were the only ones that could really provide financial support because the state of the world didn't really allow women to assume those roles, assume those positions, right? So one of her, one of the greatest things you could do is to take on that role, to take that full responsibility. And, you know, the greatest expression of a woman's love was to take care of the household and say, like, when you come back home, there will be dinner ready for you and I'll be here to take care of you. You know, if you had a long day, like whatever it is, there's that kind of like nurturing energy um, waiting for him when he gets back home from a long day of work. So that's what I think of when I think of a provider and summing it up to financial support and financial stability. But where we're at now is that women also work. Women also provide themselves financial support and stability, right? They, they have that capacity now. You know, the world is different. And even in terms of protection, we're not in the jungle. We're not in, you know, prehistoric times where there's always an external threat or danger, I mean, there always is, but in terms of like, hey, I need somebody outside of the door watching to make sure no animals come and come and attack us at night. Like there's no that there's not that kind of threat. Right. There's a level. There's a different degree of safety that exists in the world that wasn't 
you know, in prehistoric times. So when I limit that role of a protective to just that, then I'm like, wait, you know, right now that doesn't really um, apply as much. Like there's room to expand that because we're not in those times. So now your role as a man has expanded because the times you're living in are different. Physical safety doesn't just also mean that you're not going to hit her. It doesn't, doesn't just mean that you won't allow anyone else to touch her or hit her or harm her. It means that her body feels safe in your arms. Her nervous system feels at ease in your presence. Her heart feels at home with you. Right? Because if she communicates, hey, babe, I don't think like I don't think I'm in that mood. I'm not in that vibe tonight. Can we just cuddle? Can we just watch a movie together? And you get upset. You feel entitled. That's not physical safety. You're not extending physical safety. She doesn't feel physically safe with you because her body doesn't feel safe to honor its feelings, to honor the emotions that arise, to honor the things that don't cater to your ego, that don't line up with your needs in that moment, right? So now physical safety is removed because I don't feel physically safe to express the things that are coming up for me. I don't feel physically safe to express my physical needs, which might be just a cuddle, which might be just a hug. It might be just some space. I don't feel safe, right? And then we have emotional safety, which is now you have to expand what it means to provide. Because men providing also includes containers, safe containers, structures for the feminine to flow, for the feminine to feel free, for the feminine to surrender in the way that a man needs, right? You have to create the structure. You have to create the container. You have to provide that. But how can you provide that if your partner doesn't feel emotionally safe with you? And what I mean by emotionally safe is I feel free to be myself. I feel free to express my emotions. I feel free to speak my mind. Of course, I'm not going to be rude. Of course, I'm not going to be disrespectful. But I mean that if I see you not showing up in the way that I need you to show up, I can communicate that freely. I don't have to worry about some potential verbal abuse. I don't have to worry about some potential physical abuse, right? I feel safe to communicate what it is that I feel in my heart that I need to communicate to you in this moment. You have the freedom, I have the safety to express my emotions, to be vulnerable with you and know that it won't be used against me. So that level of safety is not required because... The understanding of what it means to provide, what it means to protect, has also expanded because women need more now. Because we're not living in the times that we were before. Things are different. Even men, when you reduce how you relate to a woman, you dilute that level of intimacy to, hey, I just need sex. Hey, I just need you to listen to me right? Don't, don't really say much. Just listen to what I have to say. And I need you to cook for me. And I need you to nurture me when I need. That's very, I would say, prehistoric. Because in those days, men couldn't really expand their emotional capacities. Because if you're thinking about men that are hunting, you think about men that are, are in war, you think about men that are fighting for their life. And that's not just between 
you know, some human threat that's from, you know, predators in nature. Like they can't be really attached to their emotions and be like, wow, my brother just died from being bit by that tiger. Oh my God, like I need to mourn. I need to be with my emotions. Like you have to be emotionally detached because you pondering on your emotions, you creating safe spaces for your emotions to be felt and processed in that moment is essentially risking your life. So you have to be emotionally detached. You have to think about the next moment. You don't have to, you can't be here. You have to think about like what's coming next. How can I protect myself? How can I get out of the situation? How can I make it back home? Because in that state, you're always in survival mode, right? You don't have time to process your feelings. You don't have time to show up for your body in that way. You're trying to make it to the next day. You're trying to make it to the next hour, right? You're just trying to make it till the sun comes up. So you don't have the space and capacity to really be emotionally present. But men aren't in that state. That's not the context of our experience. So now we can actually have some, so now we can create that emotional capacity. We can show up for ourselves in that way. So the picture I'm painting here, what I'm illustrating here is that a lot of the ways that we're defining these things, defining masculinity and how we show up is really archaic, all these old paradigm definitions that are just being passed over and passed over and passed over and nobody's updating them because again women are now in different positions they're in different roles right like how can i expand myself as a man to receive a woman that is a business owner that doesn't need my financial support what value can i bring this woman what, what can I offer to the space? What can I bring to the table? So when a woman is supporting herself and is providing her own financial support and stability, what she then values is a man that can support her in resting in her feminine. Because in order to do what she does on a day-to-day -day basis, it requires her to lead with her masculine. And for a lot of women, that can be very exhausting. Sometimes it even leads to burnout because she's removed from the qualities that come most natural to her, that are innate to her being. She's relying on her inner masculine energy to feel safe in the world, to reach her goals, to assess her problems, to improve her business, whatever it may be. She is in a state that removes her, more often than not, removes her from the qualities that come most natural to her. So a man that can help her relax into her feminine, that provides a space for her to truly be herself, to where she's not problem solving, she's not fixing things, she's not pursuing things, but can just really rest, can soften, and just relax into her femininity, that is something that she's going to deeply value because she's deprived of it in the world. Everything around her is leading her to disconnect from that. So that leads a man to expand what he means, what he defines and what he sees as providing, as offering, as protecting. Because a woman in that space would definitely, definitely appreciate a man that can provide a space for her to be herself. 
a woman in that space could also value a man that protects her from his shadows, right? That's another layer of protection that most men haven't expanded to. Like you have shadows. You have parts of yourselves that feel, I need to manipulate people to get what I need. I need to manipulate others to get my needs met. I can't just come out and communicate my needs openly because that would put me in a vulnerable position. So why be in that vulnerable position when I can just manipulate, when I can play mind games, right? When I can control them from behind the scenes. So to protect, that includes that. Protect me from those parts of yourself that still haven't unlearned those patterns, that still haven't let go of those survival strategies. Protect me from those parts of you. Protect my innocence from that. That's love. That's safety. So when we think about all these qualities that men even embody, they serve one purpose, and that is to provide safety. Like you think about humor. A woman needs humor because imagine if she comes from a long day, a stressful day, and she has a man that can make her laugh, that puts her at ease, brings her back into her heart, and there's nothing There's nothing more intimate than laughter. I mean, there are a couple of things, but what I'm saying is that when you explore each of these qualities that men embody or even aspire to embody, when you explore them to their end, they serve one goal, and that is providing safety. Because even in men's design, you know, I think we forget that when we look at nature, when we look at animals, when we look like when we look at a peacock, when we look at a lion's mane, when we look at, you know, birds doing movements to catch the eye of their potential mate, to be chosen. From a biological standpoint, we are wired to develop certain aspects, to develop certain traits, to embody certain qualities that will lead us to be chosen by our partner sorry rejection is such a difficult womb for us to move through because we are wired wired on a biological level to desire to be chosen so men need to evolve they need to evolve it's not that the peacocking thing isn't working anymore driving the loud car having the flashy jewelry that's not going to work anymore Those men that still operate from that place and think that that's how you attract a partner are going to die off because they're not evolving. They're not evolving. To evolve is to let go of those external aspects of what it means to attract the woman, to focus on your internal qualities. Like, who are you? Are you someone that I can feel safe with? Are you someone that I can express my emotions and welcome all of me? Welcome my deepest and darkest truths. Welcome all the parts of me that are fun to be around and also difficult to be around. Are you that kind of guy? Right? That there's no flashy, there's nothing flashy you can show off. There's no ego you can assume. There's no car you can drive that will provide that. That's an internal landscape within you that confirms that that provides that for her 
So when we limit it to these things, when we limit it to just these things, it, we won't get far. Like we may get the girl or whatever it is, but she'll be miserable. And that's why women also need to expand their definitions and expand what they perceive as providing, as protecting. It's like if you don't feel safe in his arms, he didn't protect you. If you don't feel a safe environment to be yourself, he didn't provide for you. Like we need to expand these definitions because the way we're viewing them is from a very archaic lens. Like we're not in the jungle, we're not in the wild anymore. Physical protection is not the primary form of protection anymore. There's a lot of stress that we're constantly bombarded with, the responsibilities we have to bear as human beings, trying to discover our purpose, whatever it is. The least we can do for each other is provide safe spaces to return to. To provide safe spaces to be ourselves, to let go, to release, to relax and regulate our nervous system. Everything else externally is always putting us in a state of dysregulation. From the news, to the work environment, to the foods we're eating, to the government that's supposed to be protecting us. Everything. It's like, at least when I come back home to my partner, I, f I don't feel this. My nervous system is finally at ease. As men, that's a responsibility that we assume when we say, I love you. I want the best for you. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. That includes all of those things. So expand, evolve, grow, because this, whatever we're defining it as now, it's not working. Like look at the state of men. And look at how women are relating to men. It's not working. We've had enough data to see that this expression of masculinity, how we're showing up, is not working. The women are miserable. Being a man is synonymous with being toxic now. So obviously something needs to change. And what needs to change is our language. How we define certain things. How are we perceiving one of our largest, largest roles and responsibilities in partnership, which is providing and protecting. If we're not expanding that to match the relationships we want to have, the intimacy we want to build with our partners, the world we wish to see externally. So thank you for listening to this episode today. I trust that from what I shared that you can see that there was a time in the world where we, as a collective, in our relationships, we placed physical protection and financial support above emotional safety. And that based on the context of what time we were living in then, that made a lot of sense. And women needed that. And men, that was the greatest form of love they could give their partner. That was the greatest form of love they could express. That was the greatest form of devotion they could embody. But now the times have changed and we cannot compromise safety in relationships because along the way, we will always, always abandon the part of ourselves, part of ourselves that does crave intimacy. 
a part of ourselves that does crave that level of safety. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining on this episode. If you want to add to the conversation and feel like I didn't mention something, please feel free to message me, DM me. If you know somebody else that would resonate with some of the things that I shared in this episode, please feel free to share with them. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed any of the recent episodes, please feel free to leave a review. And I cannot say thank you enough. My podcast has reached over 5,000 downloads in the last 30 days, which is amazing because before when I started, I couldn't hit past 1,000. And um, recently I've been recording a lot more. I've been sharing a lot more episodes. And just to get that response from each of you listening just means a lot. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I wish you a beautiful day. I wish you a beautiful evening. And I'll see you on the next one. Peace.